All right. Let me step into my office. I got to get situated here. Let me uh, take my shoes off. And uh, hold on a second here. Golly, man. What'd you say? I didn't say anything yet. <laughs> no, I said what I say. What you say? Oh, what, what I say? say about it? Boy, yeah, let me what do you say about it? Say. Let me let me tell you about what I say. <laughs> I say it's a good day. <laughs> I'd say we're still we're still kind of waiting on uh, um, on Christian to get on here. So yep, yep, yeah, we do. All right, let me get this thing set up here. I hadn't had a chance to really get this thing. Oh, I, you know, I was sitting in here getting this set up today, and I was like, well, all right, how do I want to How do I want to sit here? Do I want to sit kind of leaning on the armrest, or do I want to sit uh, straight up or whatever? I don't know. Either way, I, I don't want to make this um, uh, too long. So we cooked up some. Yes. Ashley just got done cooking up some uh, portobello mushroom burgers on the old pellet Ooh. grill. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> Come on now, buddy. Hey. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Get all my notes out here. Let me give give old Christian a holler here and see if uh, see if he's ready. All right. Granted, if I sent him the right, <clears throat> if I sent that link to the right email, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, wait, he's he's getting on right now. I see him. He's in the green room. He's about to come on, and there he is. Whoa, hey, hey dude. What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? Christian, welcome back. <laughs> Good to see you. Hey Marshall. How's it going? Oh, you're you're doing the car the car car cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's the car. We've been calling it the car studio. <laughs> nice. The quietest room in the house, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second here. I got to turn this down because I can hear myself coming through somebody's uh, deal. My goodness, this is my computer is being a bit slow today. I can hear something kind of weird in the background. Well, that's Christian. Ah. Yeah, don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind. <laughs> Uh, is it better if I mute? If, if if you hear it when I mute, that's him. It's Christian. Yep, it's all your. It's fault. all Me? good. Yeah, it's all your fault. What are you hearing? Nothing. I'm I'm hearing. Oh, hear there the it is. I found the gun. No, hold on. It's just my computer's being slow tonight. I I'm trying to turn y'all down. There we go. That should be a uh, lot better. Because it. Time. it yeah, it feeds back and and all that. So, okay, <laughs> um, let, guys, we're going to get back with you and uh, after this, fearless, chase, bold, following, courageous, search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Okay. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Man, do we have a uh, show for you guys tonight and or this week or what, however you want to put it. Uh, we, we're going to start bringing Christian on here. You've heard him before. And... Uh, 
now it's trying to time to get the boys back boys back together so we're back in christian town. thanks for coming on again tonight yeah it's good to be back with you guys again and uh yeah it's been a while it's good to see your smiling faces yeah it's about to get uh i i have several i have several things guys to bring up tonight as far as yeah i i don't want to i don't want this to take forever because i know it could go on forever but i was just telling marshall before coming on that uh, we've got portobello mushroom burgers that just came off the grill, and so Ashley's going to wait to eat with me. So, either way, I'm kind of anxious to dig into that. But um, here, praise report right now is the fact that uh, we should be getting into a house in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, nice. we're excited about that. So, hopefully, no more car <laughs> studio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the congratulations. Kind of nice. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> but anyway, so before I get into what I'm going to talk about next, is uh, how's things going with with any of you guys? You want to go, Marshall? No, nah, go ahead. <laughs> um, things are good here. You know, God's moving in North Carolina, and uh, we're glad to be here. Family's growing. Um, well, not our family's growing, but the church family's growing, <laughs> and uh, kids are happy. You know, we're getting plugged in at church more and more. So good. Uh, we just had our first official men's group meeting last night at the church, and um, man, God's bringing them in. It's it's crazy. The men's group when I started going to it was like four or five guys, and last night we had seventeen show up. Dude, and, uh, there's six or seven that are on the list that will probably be there next week. So. Uh, we changed it from bi-weekly to weekly, and we're going through good. the book of James. And nice. yeah, it's good, good, good stuff, man. Yeah, praise nice. report on your side. You have been asked to uh, kind of head that up, haven't you? Yeah, it was really weird. Um, one of my buddies here just kind of volunteered me for it during a men's group. And I was like, uh, sure. Um, and I was, like I said, I mean, I I was picturing, you know, five guys kind of like what we were doing in in Idaho before we left and I was okay with that. But, you know, when it changed to, we're going to start doing it at the church and there's going to be, you know, somewhere around 20 people. I was like, Oh, that's a whole different beast. But, um, luckily I got some good friends that were trying to divide and conquer. And Mm -hmm. like last night we split into three groups and we all kind of picked a different place in the church. So that way it could be a little bit more intimate. Um, a group of that many guys together, you know, undoubtedly you're going to have your talkers and you're going to have the guys that are kind of quiet. And, you know, if you're in the, a group that big, then the talkers are just going to dominate the whole night. And mm-hmm. a lot of guys won't be able to share. So I think it went really well that way. Good. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> we'll get into that here in a minute. Let's, uh, because that's obviously one of our topics for this week. But, uh, Marshall, how's things going on your end? Uh, things are good over here on our end. Um, work as well. Uh, we started going back to our uh, old church that we quit going to for a while. Uh, not that we're going to stay there permanently, but we're there for now until we can find something else. Um, but uh, uh, life is good. You know, it's, it's it's been a while since I've been involved in any men's group. I was a guy that used to lead our celebrate recovery group and I used to help him do it. And he and I are supposed to be meeting weekly, but uh, because of the end of the year last year, our schedules uh, just kind of were, were not working out very well. So we haven't been able to get together because we're, we're kind of going through some of the celebrate recovery books together 
um, mm-hmm. which they're, they're, they're really good stuff. I mean, it talks, you get really deep into some stuff and work through a lot of things. So they're, they're good. We just haven't had a chance to get back together and start doing that again. Um, so we're trying to get that figured out, but, uh, yeah, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm really anxious and, um, wanting to get back involved in the church. Like I used to be back in the day. I mean, I used to, you name it, I did it at, at, at one point in time and, um, you know, it's just finding it's finding that church that uh, my wife and I really enjoy that we can both yeah. get plugged into, not just myself, um, so we can both be fed and get a lot out of it. But uh, other than that, you know, life is good. No complaints on my end. That's good, man. That's what nice. we've nice. we have all talked about about that. How important that community in the church is, and God has obviously He's made it blatantly obvious of where. We're being led to, and I've told you both about this new church that we're starting to go to. It's a a church down in Nashville, Arkansas, and they're they're a fairly young church. But man, I tell you what, you're welcomed there with open arms. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really been it's really been great, and I'm excited to get involved with that. So you search out those churches that. Um, where where you can grow, but also where you can, that community is so dang important. Mm-hmm. It really is. Christian, I love what you got going on there. You're, you're kind of, you're kind of dabbling in the, uh, in the bearded brother band now, finally, you've got, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I, I, I love the little, uh, it's not necessarily, it's a little bigger for those of you listening, of course, you can't see this, but it's a little bigger than like a soul patch, but I don't know what to call it. It's almost, you're goatee. almost teetering on the edge. No, it's not necessarily a goatee. Cause he ain't got like the, he ain't got the upper part going it. He's, he's almost on the verge of being like youth pastor kind of, uh, <laughs> vibe there or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right I'm, I'm trying to it's kind of counterproductive you can see like most of it's white right in the middle so it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of going through the midlife crisis thing where i'm trying to look young like i used to wear it back in the day but the white kind of kills the whole whole look for me so it works you know it counters it out you know bounces it <laughs> i get it i got it I've got white and gray coming all over my beard and, and people I work with are like, Oh, you should color it. And I'm like, no way. I'm not coloring that. It is what it is. Right. This is where I'm at in my life. I'm 37. You know, I'm knocking on middle ages door. Actually, I guess I'm already middle age. According to my doctor, he's like, welcome to middle age, Marshall. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Not that I <laughs> didn't already know I was knocking on that door, but cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. You need to keep it. Yeah. Um, so, I took the kids fishing this evening and, uh, yeah, it kind of, it kind of got me to thinking, you know, this stage in our life, I have become, you know, here I am a guy that used to fish tournaments, diehard fishermen, and I don't fish anymore. The kids bug me to go fishing. And we've went through this on this podcast before, but, um, I, I thought of it today. I travel around all five kids as they're fishing and uh, with a backpack. And then they're like, dad, I need your help. And uh, Christian, you can relate to this. You were in the military. I am fishing. I am the fishing medic right now. As a dad, I'm the fishing medic. You know, you'd say you're out there on the, on the, in the field and we need a medic. We need a medic over here. No, it's dad. I can come over here. So I, I come and 
the funny thing is my backpack that I keep with all the baits and stuff, and it has like a red cross on it too. And so I run over there, I drop the bag down, I pull the pliers out, I pull the line out, I pull a new bait out and I get that tied on. And then I, I pack up the bag. And by the time I get one, one kid done, uh, another kid is yelling, Hey, I've backlashed. All right, I'm coming over. I come over, I get the scissors out because one kid's backlashed. And I got to cut all their line out and put new line on it. And yeah, I have become the fishing medic. <laughs> hey, I've been with you in the triage field and with the kids. Uh, when I took the two boys, it was the same thing. And I didn't even bring my rod because I knew, you know, what to expect. And my youngest looked at me. He's like, Dad, why aren't you fishing? I'm like, because I got to help you guys fish. Yeah. Same, same drill. I don't, yep. I, I don't ever, I, I haven't fished in years just because of that. <laughs> but it's oh, getting, man. it's getting better. But this is, this is a Christian podcast. And so, um, the reason for bringing that up is because you, you take that situation, you take those real life situations like that, and you apply it biblically. And don't you think that that's the way God feels? God is our fishing medic. You, just think about that. Here we are praying, Lord, help me, help me here. I need help with this. I need help financially. I need help right here. And he's like, okay, hold on. Once he's done, you know, answering somebody else's prayers, he's he's over here answering our prayers. You know. If you kind of put it in a biblical context, uh, he's our fishing medic. You know, imagine how he feels. It's all, it's completely stressful when we're out there trying to tend to the kids and, and everything. And we're all God's children. And you just think about it, put it in that aspect, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think we keep him. Uh, I like the busy. <laughs> What's that? We do. I yeah, do keep him busy. Uh, Marshall's right. Yeah. So anyway, so, okay. What have you guys, what have you guys been working on? Um, Marshall, I know you've got a story to share and, uh, Christian, I want to hear more about this, where, where you're taking it, what you guys are studying in James and, um, and how that's all going and what, what is your focus here lately? We've been focusing on stewardship, uh, the past couple of episodes and we're kind of taking a, a little turn, but of course, as usual, Everything does kind of round out because being a, a believer and following Christ, um, everything works together, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, who wants to start? Christian, go ahead. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, the way that I've – this Bible study has kind of got me uh, mixed up because – well, I shouldn't say mixed up. It had me mixed up. Um, I had started off and had like six pages of my thoughts on James one and it was ridiculous. Um, and I ended up throwing the whole thing away. And um, what I realized was, um, kind of along your lines of, you know, the G the, the fishing medic, um, there's some parts of this faith that you can't teach people, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of a PowerPoint slide you put together, how you frame it, how you word it, you know, how passionate you are about it. There's a work that has to take place inside every man and every woman. Mm -hmm. And that work can only be done by God. Yeah. So it's, you know, me, what I threw away and what I adopted was, you know, the questions that I wrote for each chapter. And I'm only through chapter two right now. Um, but it's literally, you know, here's the verse. And then like for James one, I'll use as an example, um, you know, James introduced himself, 
not as Jesus's brother, but as his slave. Mm -hmm. And the question is, how do you identify with Jesus to yourself and with others? And what does it mean to be his slave? So they weren't, um, and, and all my questions are kind of um, following along that structure where, you know, I'm asking them to kind of examine their own heart and personalize the scripture and say, well, how, how are you internalizing this? You know, like, how is this um, changing your life? And some of the other scriptures, you know, they're uh, James 1, 3, James assures us the testing of our faith produces endurance that leads to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Um, the questions were like, are there trials you faced and experienced growth from? Are there trials you've gone through and did not lead to growth? How could you possibly manage those differently by applying biblical principles? So I'm, I'm trying to, one, teach them how to study the Bible. You know, you read a verse and then you have to take that verse and not just look at it in the context of, well, this isn't just another Bible verse, but this is something God's writing to you. This is something he's asking you to A, understand and then B, to put it into practice, right? Yeah. So, um, like I, I told them, I could read a quantum physics book and I could memorize the whole book and I could get up here and recite it to you. But does that mean I understand quantum physics? No. Right. You know, the Bible's kind of the same way. You know, if you go through a Bible study and everyone's just memorizing scripture, but they don't understand it, then it does, does them no good. Um, and the understanding that we get of scripture is through the Holy Spirit. So if you don't have both of those things, you know, we're, we're just kind of reading. And um, as James states, you know, you're, you're not doers of the word. You're just, you're just hearers of the word. Mm -hmm. And what good does that do? None. Yeah. yeah. So that's our focus on this group. I like that. And, <laughs> and it, when we're, on, while we're on this, like we, we kind of kick this off as a fishing analogy. You said exactly what, you know, I was telling the kids on the way home, I, I told them, I, I said, there's only so much that I can show you how to do. The rest of it is up to you to learn. I can teach you how to cast, but to feel, you know, cause they get hung up on the bottom a lot. Right. And mm -hmm. it's like to, I can't teach you how to f just know, to feel the bottom, to feel the bait on the bottom. I can tell you that I can feel that all the way down the pole. And I've just learned over time that, Oh, okay. I'm feeling the bottom, and I can, if I raise the rod tip up a little bit, I can just scoot it up over a rock or scoot it around a tree, scoot my bait around a tree, or however, you know, how, where, whatever uh, is getting in that in the way of me retrieving that bait. Um, that's not something I can teach the kids. That's something they got to figure out. And uh, mm -hmm. you, you, you're applying those same principles in equipping others. So. Mm -hmm in into spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, there's only so much that you can do. Now, Christian, uh, I liked your approach. And Marshall, you can kind of, um, I don't know if I've told you about this way. Christian brought up a uh, in a phone call, uh, I don't know, several weeks ago. Um, uh, I guess it would, I guess you would call it like a baseline Bible study way to to get together. And this is something that we can kind of bring to our listeners um, if they're thinking about how, well, how, how do I go about starting a small group? I want to dive in deeper. We'll start like this, Christian, you, you brought up and maybe you can expand on it a little bit more on the, uh, taking what your pastor, your, uh, your pastor brings out on a Sunday mm -hmm. the, and using that 
as a kickoff to your small groups. May expand on that a little bit. Yeah. So um, our, our pastor is phenomenal. He's a great teacher. Um, he bounces all around the book as he's going through his teaching. You know, I, I've been to, to some uh, churches where pastors like turn to John three, and that's where we're going to, we're going to camp out for a while. And that's good. Don't get me wrong. I like that, you know, and just focusing on, you know, a certain portion of scripture, but our pastors, you know, Old Testament, New Testament, he's bouncing all around, kind of more focused on a central idea or a message that he's trying to get put through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. But there's a few of us that are like scribbling as fast. I mean, my I, I look like a doctor's handwriting, so I'm trying to write so fast and get all these bullets and points down, writing down every scripture. And sure, I could probably go on YouTube afterwards and watch it the second time and, you know, do more thorough note taking. But um, what I kind of felt led to, to do with the group and we haven't gotten there yet, but you know, our pastor spends almost the whole week putting together this great sermon. You know, he's studying it, he's going through the word he's, you know, and this is all being downloaded to him from the Holy spirit. You know, like there's a lot of times that, right. So if the Holy spirit is speaking to my pastor as the head of my church and he's my leadership, then what the Holy spirit is saying to him is probably either the same or more important than what he's telling me. So as a collective, we should be under trying to understand what the pastor's teaching us. And what I thought to do is like, take that message, break down our notes, you know, the, the points that he made, the questions that he asked, the scriptures that he gave us and have a separate group during the week to be like, all right, that was a ton to go through on Sunday. What does that mean to us as men? How are we going to put what he taught into action? You know, like, let's look at these scriptures and let's go to the next level. So you guys are just kind of diving deeper into what you, I, I mean, aside from the James teaching, y'all are, y'all are diving deeper into what the pastor talked about that previous Sunday. Is that what I'm understanding? Well, we haven't done that yet. We, we just okay. kicked off the, the Bible study and there's kind of a, it's a mixed bag. Like we have people that were just baptized, you know, baby Christians. Yeah. Uh, we have guys that have been around the block for 20 years, you know, so it's right. kind of a diverse group. So we, I tried to play around with like maybe discipleship training. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, well, let's just stick to the meat, you know, like let's stick to the Bible. Let's not reinvent the wheel. You know, the, there's so many Hollywood pastors out there with Bible study books and programs that you can do. And it's like, man, God put it all in one place for us. Like let's invite the Holy Spirit to come in. And just give it to me fresh, you know, like uh, yeah. the James, I had a Bible study and I was kind of copying the, the questions in the Bible study. And I'm just like, these are all just man's opinions put over the scripture. We don't need that. And I threw it away. I'm like, <laughs> let's just look at the scripture and internalize it, you know? Yeah. No, I like that. I really like the, the, the questions that you were talking about earlier. Um, they're great questions and they really get you to thinking about that stuff and, you know, it's not just like a, a, a surface type of thinking. It's a, you're, you're diving a little bit deeper to that bottom level, which is really important. And it's really good. Um, you know, I've got, you talk about discipleship. I've got a, uh, an old associate pastor uh, that I used to be good for and was still good friends with. Um, he created a discipleship program and I've got this whole binder. I've got my closet in here actually. And I went through it with him several years ago. I used to meet with him once a week. And we, this guy's he's like in his eighties, you know, he's just an awesome guy. Um, and we went through it once a week and we just worked through the whole thing. And the idea is after he gets done discipling you, you're supposed to take that binder and go on and find someone else to disciple. And so I have it 
And yeah. uh, I actually, I put it to use at, at one point in time several years ago, but I haven't since. Um, but if y'all are ever interested in it, I could always make copies of it and mail it to you or scan it and email it to you guys and uh, y'all can utilize it. And uh, like, I, I, I need to utilize it. But <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> well, that's been the whole idea with any, any of the groups that you get into. You know, I know, I know you Christian don't like to, um, you, you know, it's good to see small group growth. Right. And then it gets to a point where, you know, God is really working in your, in this small group. And then it grows to a point where you as an individual can't handle that. And that's what God calls us to do is to make disciples. The idea of those groups are to split up and to become smaller groups, more intimate groups where you can really get comfortable with the, with the guys in our situation that, that, uh, we're working with and, um, and then, and then you continue and it's all growth. It's all growth for the kingdom. And so, well, I kind of think of it as like God's greenhouse, right? Like this main men's group. Um, we had three small groups. Like I led one, then two other guys led one. And we each had like five or six guys in our group. Mm-hmm. And the idea is maybe we'll finish James. They'll get to know each other. And it's like, all right, now take your group, and go find a new home, you know, yeah. like <laughs> make room for some new people to come in. You guys have a group now where you can study, you, you know the way to do it, you know how to, to read God's word, you know how to talk about it together. And I encourage them, go to lunch with each other, you know, like kind of like how we were, Aaron, you know, like yeah. do life together. And, you know, like as we build those leaders out, like the guy, one of the guys was kind of versed, but the other guy was, he was just an usher at our church, but the Holy Spirit put his name on my heart. And I'm like, hey, do you want to lead a group? And he was hesitant. He's like, eh. I'm like, come on, I, I need someone, you know, like I don't have another choice. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll do it. He had a great time and God used him in a good way. So it's like, dude, you got to kind of help encourage people into those spots. And a lot of times people say, well, I'm not called to be a leader. And it's like, no, you're not. But every single one of us are called to be a disciple maker. Yep. So, you know, like don't let religion in and take over and turn this into a business or a pyramid scam. It's not, it's discipleship. And we're all called to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Marshall, what you got? No, that's awesome stuff, Christian. I, man, that's, I, I, if I could teleport and come be a part of your men's group uh, once a week, I think <laughs> I, I, I would definitely be there. It sounds really good and interesting. Um, so, no, so uh, last weekend, my wife and I uh, went into, we went up to Walmart uh, to do grocery pickup. And... <clears throat> We pull into our parking spot and, you know, we call him, let him, let him know that we're there. And, uh, this young boy comes out and, uh, my wife is sitting there talking to me. I've got my driver's side window down. This, this kid's in the back, uh, loading up groceries. My wife's talking to me, but I just like all of a sudden just kind of, I just go into like a trance, so to speak. I just kind of zone out and I just, I don't, I don't hear anything my wife is saying. And I just feel the Holy spirit of God just say, and it wasn't like a voice that I heard. It was more of a feeling that I felt because I've had the Holy Spirit of God speak to me once before in my life. And it was, it wasn't that it was just this nudge from God saying, you need to go pray with this kid. And I was just sitting there just staring out the front windshield, just sitting there. And so I, I told my wife, I said, you know, Hey, hang on just a minute. I need to go uh, pray with this guy. And so I walked back there and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? He goes, good. I said, uh, do you mind if I pray with you? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I said, 
are you a Christian? And he goes, well, I haven't been to church in a long time. And I'm like, I didn't tell him this. I'm like, that's not what I asked you. You know, I'm like, (laughs) and so I told him, I said, I said, I I don't care about that. I said, I said that, that, that doesn't matter. I said, uh, do you have anything going on in your life? And he goes, not, not really. And I said, okay. I said, well, uh, if you don't mind, I said, I'd I'd like to pray with you. And so I just went to praying with him and, uh, you know, it was, it was such an, an, an amazing moment because it's actually on our drive home and I was talking to Aaron and I, I told him about that that day. And I was just so in awe that one, that, that, that God used me. Um, and two, the, just the, the feeling that I had that move and that nudge by God to just go do this and following through and listening to God and listening to what he tells you to do and doing it, the reward and the blessing from that is just amazing. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, what, what I, what I took from that and I, I shared this with my wife that day, I said, man, it is so important that when the Holy spirit of God, when God speaks to us or nudges you to do something, how important it is to do it. Because I've been the guy plenty of times in my life who, when God nudged me or the Holy spirit told me to do something, I didn't do it because I was afraid of what that person might think or what if I'm just hearing my own thoughts and I'm not really hearing the Holy Spirit of God or hear God speak or, you know, it's just the, the fear that Satan was putting in me to keep me from doing God's work because I, I've had it happen mm-hmm. to me before uh, in a church I used to go to where um, there was a guy who needed prayer up at the front and the Lord showed me exactly who to go pray, pray for. And I sat there in my seat in the back pew and I was just like, I don't know, like, what if this isn't God? What if that guy thinks that, I'm weird. What if he doesn't need prayer? And I'm like, he's like, what are you doing here? And so I didn't go. I didn't do it. But sure enough, as I didn't do it, another man got up and walked over there and sat right next to him and started praying with him. So if you don't do what God says, and if you don't follow through what God tells you to do, I promise you 110%, God will find somebody else who is willing and able, and he will yeah. use somebody else. He will get done what he wants to get done. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, so what Amen. I yeah, so what I what, what I took from that that day was just how important it is to not be afraid, not be scared, not be anxious, and just just do it. Don't worry about the what ifs. Don't don't let Satan uh, deter you and distract you from what it is God wants you to do. Because that kid may have said nothing's going on in my life, but maybe God wanted me to pray with him so that he would start going back to church for whatever reason. I have no idea, and that's why I told my wife I said. I don't know what this kid has going on. I don't know what he needs. I said, I don't care. I said, God does. God knows exactly what he needs. And and, and God's going to take care of that. That's, that's for him. I, I did my part. The rest is in God's hands. So that's kind of, uh, that's my little story uh, that happened to me. I just, it was, it was amazing. I'm still kind of in awe today when I, when I stop and think about it. And uh, I just want everybody to know how, how important it is to, to do what God is telling you to do. And you know, it's like, you know, here you are Christian, leading leading your men's group you're doing what god's telling you to do aaron and his family moving from idaho to arkansas and listening to god and doing what god's telling you to do i mean what if you didn't do that you know what if you decided not to listen to god because you got afraid or because you were scared you know where would you be what would you be yeah. doing who would be doing what you're supposed to be doing right now so it's it was, it was pretty cool well and that's uh, awesome dude yeah and the and it's funny because the past two weeks, past two Wednesdays that we've been going to this new church, we've been talking about prayer. We've been talking. We started off 
the the first Wednesday that we went to, it was about on intercessory prayer. And then this uh, this next one, the last Wednesday, this this week Wednesday, was on uh, why, praying and just praying in general. Why keep praying was the was the title of it. And that's the thing is, you know, why why would God tell you to go pray when He could just fix the situation, right? Or mm-hmm. why when because prayers prayers matter. And the thing and the the discussion that opened up through this Wednesday night sermon, and here we are taking this in, um, taking a little part of what we were just talking about, Christian, with the uh, taking what was said in in our teachings and bringing it into another small Bible study or another uh, look at it. But one of the main points on it was that um, if you if you look at that in Revelation when it says the bowls of incense. Revelation uh, chapter eight, and how the bowls of incense fill up. Those are the prayers, the prayers of the saints, and um, and God adds His fire to our prayers. Was one of the uh, one of the points in in that talk, and that's precisely why we pray is because we we want to fill those bowls. You know how full are your bowls of prayer? Not only for yourself, but for others. You're, you know, and then um, we could get into a whole discussion on what intercession is and um, how it differs from just praying for somebody. But, um, yeah, anyway, I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that, but I, I really thought that fit really well with what you were talking about um, on uh, God adding his fire, adding his power to uh, those of us praying with or for other people. What it reminds me of when you're talking about the incense is um, going back to the temple, you know, like they, um, the altar of incense was set up uh, to fill the tent of the meeting. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was so God's presence could come into that tent in that smoke, you know, like, so I almost feel like when you pray for someone, you know, God's aware of everything. He knows everything. But when you pray, you're inviting his presence into that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he can dwell in those prayers and it's like not saying he can't do something without prayer, but um, I also thought of like Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. you know, like in all the times Moses interceded with God and seemingly changed his mind. I'm pretty sure God knew what was going to happen before and he probably wasn't really changing his mind, but it was that relationship aspect. Yeah. You know, like you're going to your daddy and asking him for help. You're going to your daddy and saying, Hey, we can't fix this without you, Lord. Like you have to do this or it's not going to happen. And like Marshall said, you know, with, with, uh, if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it because God's will will not be stopped because you're involuntary, you know, Mm -hmm. like he's going to make it happen regardless. And he invites you into that situation to partner with him to get something done. Mm -hmm. But like you said, Marshall, if you don't go and do it, someone else will. 100%. Yeah. Well, and, and another another point in, in that was um, we must uh, release his power through prayer, right? So the analogy that um, this pastor, because of course on Wednesday nights we, we watch a video and then we, we have a discussion. It's just a real nice little uh, sit-down discussion after, after a video. And um, he, brought up, he brought up this great analogy about... Um, with a hot faucet, hot fa- hot side on a water faucet, right? And you you won't. And this is what when when God puts somebody on your heart to pray for, don't just pray for them once and then quit praying. Continue to pray for them. 
because yeah. we're, we're talking yeah. about filling up those bowls of incense, right? And he, he, he related it back to this hot water faucet. You don't just turn the, the hot water faucet on, stick your hand under it, feel that it's cold, and then turn it back off mm-hmm. because it's not hot instantly, right? You have to sit there and wait for it to get hot. Don't just... Uh, uh, don't you, you keep praying this, the analogy fits yeah. in, whereas you keep praying and you keep that water faucet on until it actually starts getting hot, you know? Mm-hmm. So Marshall, mm-hmm. take that with you and any of the, anybody listening really for that matter, um, you, you have somebody put on your heart, continue to pray for them, fill that bowl up. Yep. It may take years before whatever you're praying for, or you don't know the situation. And maybe then, um, Heck, he could have been thinking about uh, harming himself in some way, and uh, a simple prayer stopped him from doing that. Well, continue to pray for him, because obviously um, whatever he may be going through or she may be going through, uh, those prayers, you know, God's going to continue to work, and and, and his power is going to get released through Mm -hmm. that. You know, something else I I think is also important about prayer is how many times— have you said, Hey, I'm going to pray for you. Hey, I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) How many times have we said that? And I'm guilty of this. And how many times have you actually followed through with actually praying for that person when you said you're going to pray for them? Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I I think about that all the time. I say, I'm going to pray for you. And sometimes I actually forget. And then I remember later on, Oh shoot, I said I was going to pray for that person and I never did. Or, Hey, I told you I was going to pray for that guy before his surgery. And then by the time I remember to actually pray for him, I probably should have just prayed right then and there in that moment. And like you said, Aaron, continue to pray yeah. for him. Yep. Uh, his surgery's already over. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, the surgery's <laughs> done. Let's just thank God for a good surgery and, and, and a good outcome, right? It's like, it's so <laughs> important to actually follow through with that prayer and telling somebody, hey, I'm going to pray for you. You know, maybe if you think you might forget, let's just, let's pray right now. Let, let's just do this right here, right now, because I'm probably going to forget later. Um, but it just the importance yeah. of following through with what you say you're going to do, especially when it comes to prayer. Yeah, we had um, I haven't set it up yet, but I keep looking at it and it keeps reminding me um, I have these cork boards to go up on the wall and I wanted to get post-it notes. And every time either someone asks for prayer or I tell someone I'm going to pray, write it on a post-it note and stick it on the left side of that cork board mm-hmm. and then continue to pray for it every time I look at mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And once we know the resolution of that prayer and God interceded and it turns into a praise, write that on the back, like write the date that you put the prayer mm-hmm. request on and then on the back, write what he did and put the date and then you can praise him for it. Um, That's awesome. And then we're talking like me and Adrian, like the ones for our family, um, save those. And at Thanksgiving time would be a great time to pull those back out. And you can remember all the times God came through for you during the year and answered prayers and all the blessings he's given you. Yeah, I don't know. It's out. That, that's why I said it's, it's still sitting in my office. The cork boards are waiting for me. That's good. <laughs> but it's a great idea. That, you know, he never actually do it. But no, you know, it, it is yeah. really is a good idea. My my wife and I have a uh, we have a blessing jar, and um, we we put change in it. So anytime we find money or change or anything out, you know, we're shopping or whatever, we'll pick it up, and uh, and when we get home, we put it in that jar together. And we just take that moment to like, thank God for that penny or for that nickel or for that dime, which this day and age, it's really hard to find change on the ground. Like it was back in the day, uh, cause it's so scarce, but, um, it's just kind of a, it's, it's just a small opportunity to remember to, to thank God for just the small things in life and stuff. Uh, but I like that. I really like that prayer idea. That's, that's pretty cool. The, the prayer and praise both sides of it. 
it seems like people are pretty downtrodden when God, they don't feel like God came through on a prayer. Um, like I know a brother that just lost his job today and I went over and took him to lunch and, you know, I'm like, these are those opportunities that you have in life where, you know, God is humbling you. And this isn't mm-hmm. the first thing that's happened to him in the last couple of weeks. He, he mm-hmm. keeps getting hit. I do. God's really trying to get your attention right now. You know, <laughs> and it's those prayers. It's like, you got to show that I'm not putting my faith in the world to fix my problems. I'm putting my mm-hmm. faith in God to fix my problems. Yeah. Right. And he's like, and that's, that's what he's trying to get you to, you know, like you've been putting your faith in the world for too long now. You need to switch it up and put your faith in me and I will be your redeemer. I will be your deliverance. I will lead you to the promised land. And like those prayers, it's like, sometimes you'll go for an interview when you're looking for a job and you don't get that job. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, man, I prayed so hard. And it's like, God's sitting there like, you have no idea how awful that job would have been. You know, like I just saved your skin. Yeah. Yeah. Had you taken that job, you would have hated life three months down the road. <laughs> so you think I'm, I'm cursing you or not listening to your prayer. But actually, if you wait another three days, you're going to get an interview and get the dream dream job that you've been praying for. You know what I mean? Oh, I bet. Yep. And I think that comes into your- I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I bet, I bet when we get yeah. to heaven, it's kind of similar situation. I could just picture us being in heaven and like, God, why didn't you answer all these prayers? And he just sits back and he goes, let me tell you. And he just pulls out this big old giant book and he's just like, let's just go through this. You know, <laughs> he's like, I didn't let this happen because of this. I didn't let that happen because of this. And you're like, oh, hindsight's 2020, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's yep. another thing uh, we've got to remember is the fact that there is also a spiritual war going on actively while we are living our lives on this earth. And so um, I, I can't, I can't uh, reference verbatim where it, where it comes from, but it's, you know, Hey, I heard, you know, I heard your prayers, but there was, you know, uh, what is it? The story of a, Daniel. was it Daniel? I heard your prayers, but yeah. I had to take care of this before uh, I was able to make it. And uh, so where we think that unanswered prayers are are just kind of floating, there are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, idle or whatever, that they're just, that our prayers, where we think that our prayers are just going unanswered, one, they they may not fit into God's will for our lives, or Mm -hmm. that that spiritual war is, is going on, and there's other forces that, have to be fought before your prayer can g- even get answered. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and these days, like we're so used to immediate gratification, like, mm. man, I sent God an email. I want to reply right now. You know, <laughs> it's like, and I'm guilty of it God. just as much, you know, I'm guilty right. of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, Daniel's a great, great uh, example of that. 21 days. That was his fast. That's right. And the angel came and said, sorry, Sorry, I was uh, fighting a massive war and I had to get reinforcements before I could make it to you. You know, like right. God's busy. It's not like he's, he's too busy to answer your prayer. But uh, again, I mean, I, I think sometimes he gives us trials to bring us um, through something together with him. You know, like we always pray, God, take me out of this trial. But that's not how he works. He doesn't want to just pluck you from the trial and not have you endure it. Mm-hmm. He wants you to go through the trial with him and emerge a stronger person. So, well, okay, boys, we're getting we're getting a little uh, long on time here, and I'm going to. I had a really fun topic that I was going to bring up tonight, but this was such this is so good. I I don't want to 
uh, even get into that. I'm going to table that for next week and we'll be back, but for a little teaser on it, uh, just for anybody, li- those of you guys listening on uh, a biblical outlook on time travel. So um, mm-hmm. that will be a fun little discussion for next week for us. So, but um, any, any closing thoughts, boys? Stay prayed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, prayer is, is a really good, um, Oh, nice one, Christian. I just saw your chat on there. <laughs> the, the theology of time travel. I, I, yeah, I have a feeling I know what it's already going to say because I've I've been doing some research on it. So it's it's been uh, fun. But I want to do some more research on it. But um, prayer is important. You know, discipleship's important. And I can't wait to kind of start getting both of you guys on here a little bit more often so we can have more discussions like this. Just where is God going to take this thing? And that's what's yeah. exciting. Absolutely. It's fun. Sure. Love it. Yeah. So, all right, boys, we'll close this out. Um, guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. We're excited to be here. We're glad that you guys are here. Um, make sure to share this episode with somebody. Keep praying. Your prayers may not, it may feel like your prayers aren't being answered, but like we talked about uh, this week, uh, there, God's here. God hears them. God hears every prayer. So just don't lose heart. Keep praying. And here's here's a little uh, statement or charge for you guys. Pray for somebody this week. Ask mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. to put somebody in your life, t- total stranger, and and pray for them. Don't just wait. Don't just walk up to them. Say that you're going to pray for them. Actively pray for them on the spot. And I. I you will it will be a blessing to you and them i guarantee you so um check us out on facebook instagram twitter wherever you find it and uh you spotify leave us a good review on itunes and wherever you listen to if you can leave a review that helps us out that helps this uh, podcast get noticed and um marshall as usual is there anything else that i'm forgetting about well, like he said, uh, <clears throat> speaking of prayer, um, if you guys need prayer or if you want prayer, uh, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or email us at mail at com, And we'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to pray for you guys. Uh, and then if you have uh, praise uh, praise reports, we'd love to hear that from y'all as well. Uh, y'all, thanks for listening to us. Thanks for following along and being a part of this. Like Aaron said, like, subscribe, spread it, spread the message. Again, it's not about us. It's about getting the gospel of Jesus Christ out to everybody. Uh, so help us do that. Uh, that's that's about it. Yeah. Christian, man, thanks for coming on. We want to have you on here more often. That's a goal of this podcast. Another one of those goals of this podcast is to get uh, other brothers <laughs> other brothers on this podcast <laughs> and, uh, and, and just open up a discussion. You know, I love being able to talk about the Lord the living God that we serve uh, with, uh, you know, that's my most favorite conversations to have is anything about him. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, thanks for being on here. And we look forward to having you more often on here. Oh yeah. Love it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. You guys, you're you're awesome. You're my brothers. I love you both. Yeah. And we, we, we love seeing you too. It's good to be able to do this. Thank the Lord for technology as much as I hate it. Uh, I I like it for this, <laughs> being yeah, able to do this. Yep. 
Well, if you're a kid of the 80s, you remember long distance phone calls to family members. <laughs> and it was a quick pass to the phone because this cost way too much money. Yeah. One more thing before we before we head out here, guys, make sure you uh, follow the links in the show notes. Uh, the music that we put at this uh, the end of these episodes they're all to try and help people trying to do the same thing that we're trying to do. So whoever we put on here, follow the links, give them a follow, download their music, check them out. Um, enjoy this week's mess- uh, music. I don't know who it's going to be quite yet, but you can find that out in the show notes when it finally goes live. So um, in the meantime, you guys have a good rest of your week. We'll see you guys next time on Dawn and Pursuit podcast. We'll see you guys later. Adios. You're going to say oh. <laughs> All right, bye. I feel in the neglect I suppress all that anger and emotion And I wreck Now I'm at the intersection And I'm calling you collect And I can't do this on my own I just wanna come back home Take away this heart of stone I no longer wish to wrong Free me from the bondage of my heart And make it strong Can you do it expeditiously Cause Lord I need it gone I can't do this on my own I just wanna come back home Take away this heart of stone Lord forgive me for my wrongs My heart, my heart.